this is Connie Bazalski and welcome to the Live Your Heart Out podcast. This episode originally aired on my YouTube channel. The video version might have some entertaining visuals. So if you want to check that out, go to liveyourheartout.co slash YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. All right, I think I'm live. And that means this is my very first YouTube live. Wow, exciting. Oh man, so many of you. I'm so happy. That's really cool. Um, because so the thing is, I've been doing Facebook lives um, recently quite a bit. And because of the Facebook algorithm, I used to get like 100, 150 people tune in to my Facebook lives like a year ago, six months ago. And now it's maybe 10 or 15 people. And it's a little bit discouraging. I keep, I keep doing them. And here we've got 40 people on right now. And that's amazing. I mean, I would, I would do the, the, this YouTube live even if it was just me and one other person. <laughs> just because it's fun, you know? I like, I love connecting live. And um, yeah, so this is awesome. Lottie Lee, Lottie Lee. Um, no, right now I'm, I'm in Bavaria. So I am with my mom uh, for two weeks. I came from Bali to Spain uh, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, um, to attend a retreat, the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation workshop retreat. I made a video about that uh, very recently. So you can go to my channel and watch that. Um, and then after that, and my mom was there too. And then after that, we flew to Germany. And so I'm staying at home now. This is where I was born in this little tiny town in Bavaria. It's about an hour north of Munich. And it's just really been hanging out with my mom and um, seeing my sister in music, Munich a few times and hanging out with my grandma. She's like 90 years old. I kind of want to get as much time as possible in with her because I'm not in Germany very much, you know, only a couple of times a year or so. And, um, you know, I do, I do like hanging out with my family. They are important to me, even though I'm a gypsy and I'm all over the place and traveling so much. I got this. I'm, I feel re-energized now. Um, as of seriously, January 1st was just like, boom, uh, I got all my energies back and, um, yeah. And now I'm just really passionate about everything I'm doing. And I love connecting with all my followers and my fans and, um, just, yeah. And I love, that's why I love making lives. Oh gosh, you guys are awesome. Uh, so many comments coming in. Um, oh, that's really lovely. Zero, zero sister. I don't know how to pronounce your username. Um, thank you so much. That's really beautiful. Um, I, it always warms my heart when people send me beautiful emails and comments and everything. And I try as much as I can to respond to everybody. It's obviously a bit challenging because, uh, I've got like five email accounts. I've got my YouTube. I've got um, my Facebook. I've got Instagram. Uh, now I've got a podcast. Uh, I've got a newsletter. So yeah, there's a lot. I'm, I'm in all sorts of worlds, I think. And um, it's sometimes it's a, it's a little bit difficult to uh, keep up with all the comments and messages, but I try. And if I don't respond or reply, I read I try to read everything, really, all the emails, all the comments. But if I don't respond, don't ever take it personally. <laughs> um, it's usually because, uh, yeah, just haven't gotten around it. But um, I try really hard, especially these days, because I want to make up for some of the silence and the non-presence um, that uh, I was in last year. Um, so, yeah, 2018, though, 
this is a whole new world for me. I don't know. It's energetically and emotionally, um, this year has started out really well for me. I mean, a couple of cool things um, happen, but generally I, it's just within me, you know, it's more that I don't need anything outside of myself to feel fulfilled right now and excited about life and in love with life. And um, I'm just happy to be creating stuff and um, doing doing this, you know, doing a live or I'm working on a new online course or new online program about how to find your calling. I really want to help more people to get in touch with their own magic, with um, the reason and their purpose that they're here on this planet for. So that's hopefully coming out in March. I launched the podcast uh, just now and I've got my online store coming with a lot of really cool t-shirts. I've been designing them all myself. I've got five designs right now. You can go on um, my Instagram channel, actually. Uh, no, it's a new account <laughs> um, uh, for the whole. It's called the Live Your Heart Out Tribe um, because it's really not just about like I don't just want to sell products. Like I want to. It's all about creating a movement of people who are also into living a life that sets their soul on fire, right? And so that's one of the reasons why I'm creating all these um, t-shirts and other products. Um, and this is one of them, do you, because I believe we all need to um, live out our truth and be our true selves and not hide ourselves anymore. So it's, yeah. Anyway, I want to inspire and encourage everybody to be super real and authentic and vulnerable because that's the new cool, guys. Seriously, it's not cool anymore to hide our feelings or hide who we are. It's so much cooler to just be exactly who we are um, with all our quirks, with everything, no matter what your orientation is, sexual orientation or your gender. Maybe you're somewhere in between on the spectrum. Maybe you want to wear your hair weird or whatever you're into or whatever passion you have or, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, there's, um, I, I really, I'm striving to spread the message that it is safe to be ourselves. And um, I hope that one day we can live in a world where we don't have to feel ashamed for the way we are. And um, yeah, so, okay, I'm trying to, so many awesome comments and questions, cool. I'm gonna pick up just this one right now uh, by Anne. She asked, do you script your videos or write down bullet points? Um, just started sharing personal talks and some people think they're too long, but I'm telling from the heart and can't make it shorter. Yeah, I know that uh, it's, <laughs> that's a dilemma, right? So uh, the thing is this, I mean, I can sit and talk um, I could probably sit here and talk with you guys for a couple of hours, no problem. But obviously our attention span on video on YouTube is pretty short and even shorter on Facebook, right? Um, so the, the, a really good length for YouTube videos is anywhere around like 10 minutes, eight to maybe 14, 15 minutes. Now, if you look at my YouTube channel, does that mean that all my videos are in that uh, oops, um, are in that uh, time frame? Nope. I have some videos that are 20 minutes or even 25 minutes, but I try. The goal is to make videos that are roughly around 10 minutes, um, plus or minus, because I know from my own experience and I know from you guys, because we I have analytics, I can check um, how long people watch my videos and all of that stuff. And, and on average, um, 10 minutes is a really good time. Um, and if you look at a lot of other bloggers and vloggers and, you know, all the Casey Neistat's out there and whatnot, um, it's usually around that, like 9, 10, 11, 12 minutes, roughly. Um, I don't script my videos. I it, That wouldn't work for me because it's not authentic enough. It's not raw enough or real enough. 
I want to be who I am in that moment and speak from the heart, as you say as well. And so I, um, I have bullet points and I, um, sometimes I have more than just bullet points. And, um, but actually, to be honest, it's, um, it's better to have as little text on a sheet of paper, or sometimes I have it on my laptop as a note file. Um, but the more text there is, the, the more I feel like I'm gonna be in this prison of not being able to freely speak because I'm focusing too much on uh, the ideas that I had and that I've written down. And so the best way really is to just have a rough idea, a rough outline, a few bullet points, and then just start making the video and just see what comes up for you. Now, if you think that um, maybe on YouTube, it's they're just too long for YouTube videos, or that's the feedback you get, maybe you should look into podcasting because now that I started um, recording podcast episodes, um, I can see just how much more convenient it is for people. And I listen to podcasts all the time and I have done so for like seven years. I listen to them all the time. They're awesome because you can do it when you're cooking, when you're walking, when you're on the bus, when you're on the plane. Um, I listen to podcasts when I'm in the gym, on the treadmill, you know, it's, um, it's perfect to do two things at once. And so in that way, podcasts can be anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes to 60 minutes or even longer. Um, cause there we just, um, it's, it's a perfect way, um, to publish content that's longer. So I hope that helps. Will I put my podcast episodes on YouTube? Um, I, so the idea is this, I'm gonna, there's, there's gonna be three types of content for my podcast. Number one, I want to put some of the longer YouTube videos, um, out as a podcast because I feel like, um, yeah, like I said, 20 minute videos on a YouTube channel, not many people watch videos that are that long. And so I'd like to offer them as podcast episodes so people can, you know, listen to them while they're driving or while they're in the gym. And then 20 minutes is not a big deal. And then the other thing is I will maybe once a week or so also do like a solo episode where it's just me kind of jamming out on like a certain topic or a thought or an idea, more like a little bit impromptu um, and just kind of chat about a certain thought and, and topic. And so, and that, that might maybe be 15 minutes long or 25 minutes long or 30 minutes long, some, somewhere around, you know, those lines. And then the third thing that I'm really excited about doing as well is more interviews because I have so many awesome friends and people in my life and I meet so many amazing people all around the world, wherever I go. And then there's all these other people that I haven't met in person yet, but I'd love to connect with them and, and sit down and interview them and share these people with you and their ideas and, you know, super inspiring people out there. And so um, I want to use the podcast as a platform for that too. And um, I'll probably do also the interviews probably publish them on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, so if you're really just your YouTube kind of girl or guy, then yeah, you're not going to miss out uh, too much. But I think the solo musings, I'll probably just do them on, on podcast. Or maybe I'll, I'll just put up a little camera and record this, you know, while I'm sitting here talking to my microphone, kind of like this. I'm actually recording this on a camera as well right now. Um, just because I want to see how the quality is of this video now. And maybe I can put this one up on Facebook, for example. I don't know. I'm just experimenting and see how I go. Um, mic drop. Um, have I tried CrossFit? Stefan is asking. 
There is a CrossFit Wanderlust, for example, in Changu in Bali. That's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm into sports. And he's tried CrossFit in a very hard phase and it changed basically everything. Yeah, man. Um, I haven't done CrossFit yet. It's been kind of on my list. I've really been meaning to check it out. Um, and, you know, yeah, there's a lot of CrossFit going on in Bali. Uh, a lot of people are into it. And it's uh, I keep driving past on my scooter, you know, frequently. Um, and the Wanderlust would be the one that I would check out. I know quite a few people who have trained at the Wanderlust in Changu and they really love it. And I know that the guy that runs is apparently is really cool. So it's definitely something I'm, I'm going to try out. And I know that the, the CrossFit tribe, the CrossFit crowd, they really love CrossFit. And like you said, I think it can be a really amazing game changer. Um, so thanks for the reminder. I'll put it back on my list. Uh, Benny asks, do I do cold showers? Um, no, <laughs> another thing <laughs> you guys are, you guys are on it. I love it. Um, so Wim Hof, right? Maybe, um, you're thinking of him as well. He's the, the Iceman. Um, and I've been also meaning to get more into his stuff and, uh, he's got an online course and he's got retreats and there's a couple of people in Bali as well that are kind of offering workshops, uh, based on, um, his approach and um yeah um no but I don't do cold showers I'm I'm a baby in that regard I really so here's the thing like now I'm in Germany for two weeks it's winter time today is a super miserable day um it was just super gloomy and uh foggy and it, it just and then there's no leaves on the trees it just it, it was really miserable out there but uh and it's super cold and I really struggle with cold my body really doesn't like the cold but because I like growing and I like evolving, um, I like to do things that where I have to stretch myself, right? And so even though I would probably, it, it would be really hard to do cold showers or do the Wim Hof um, methods and um, like an ice bath even. I have a lot of friends that do that regularly, ice baths. Um, even though that might be really difficult for me to do, or, but I'd still love to try it, definitely, for sure. And what I do like is saunas followed by really these super cold baths or cold showers. I love that combination. I think that's really awesome. Um, someone's in Mexico. Yeah, baby. I love Mexico. It's one of my favorite countries, by the way. Um, do I currently read books about personality development or are you focused on podcasts? I, I did, I consume everything. <laughs> um, I read a lot of books all the time. Um, what am I reading right now? I have my Kindle here. Okay. So I can, I can let you know right now what's on it, what I'm reading. I'm reading a few books at the moment, to be honest. Um, I'm sort of switching a bit because none of them, I, they're all great, but none of them is completely capturing my, uh, attention all of the time. You know how there's books where you just, you, you've got to read the book. You can't stop. You just cannot not read the book. You got to read the book. And so, and then you read the book within a few days. Um, and right now I'm just, yeah, kind of here and there. So there's one that's called uh, Storytelling Made Easy. It's all about storytelling and it's, it's actually a really good book. I just finished recently Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. One of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. I swear to God, I don't know why I'm doing this. In my entire life. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, I just went to this retreat as well. But that book, it's mind-blowing, really. I mean, if, if, you're, uh, if, if you've got an open mind and an open heart, then go and get that book, Becoming Supernatural. It's just holy shit. 
So what else do we have? Oh man, a book I've been reading for a very long time actually on and off is Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. I don't know if you guys know that one. Uh, what else do we got? What else am I reading? Another book I've been reading on and off for quite a long time, but I'm, it's, it's also because it's very long and I've kind of got to be in the mood for it, but it's Conversations with God uh, by Neil Donald Walsh. It's a very, very, very famous book in the personal development spirituality sphere and it, it doesn't matter it, it says conversations with god but it's not like i'm i'm a very religious kind of person um you can call it universe or whatever but uh it's a classic um and uh, it's a it's a really beautiful book especially in times when i struggle to find meaning in life or generally when i'm struggling in life that book man i find answers in there it's uh, pretty amazing mm, those are the ones i'm reading right now yeah and then i'm reading a book on life coaching just kind of general ideas i'm not going to be a life coach i was actually going to make a video or a podcast about why i don't want to be a life coach and i love life coaching i mean i take advantage of life coaching a lot i've worked with a lot of life coaches a lot of my friends are life coaches i think life coaches are awesome but i personally i just don't want to be a life coach i want to make videos i want to do this i want to make i just yeah i'm just not a life coach <laughs> Mm, Sabine, hey, what's up? Um, Alopex, do you know Ido Portal, natural movement culture? Yeah, man, I know him. He's awesome. I actually follow him on social media, on Instagram and on YouTube. He does really cool stuff. I kind of wish I could move like that. Maybe one day, I'm still working on it. Um, and also who's really cool if you're into that, and uh, maybe more the health approach, but his name is Jonathan Mead. Um, I think his blog is called the, uh, the, oh, uncaged human, I think is what it's called. And, uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, and yeah, I'm really into the more natural approach to movement, you know, and as much as I, like, I go to the gym a lot right now because, so, well, it's cold. I'm not going to go out running here. There's basically barely any yoga here in this town. <laughs> and the one I've been to, I went to yoga with my dad uh, a week ago or so. And I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. It just wasn't mine, maybe. You know, I'm also pretty spoiled um, as a yogi because of, you know, there's amazing yoga in Bali and in Southern California where I spend a lot of time. There's great yoga in so many places that I go to. Um, and I do choose places um, also based on what can they offer me in terms of yoga, vegan food, temperature, you know, ocean, uh, nature, that sort of stuff. So, um, so anyway, that's why I do a lot of gym stuff right now. And also, um, what else? Oh yeah, I've been having a little bit of a wrist, chronic wrist sort of situation. And because I'm, I'm more of a type A personality and I keep pushing myself and pushing myself. Meaning when I have a little pain, I just, I just ignore it and I keep going <laughs> and that's unnecessarily very healthy. And I did that for too long with my little wrist because I had a little surf accident, um, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago and I didn't let it, I didn't let it heal completely. And that's never smart. Um, but you live and you learn. And so because this never properly went away and then it got worse and it got better. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break from yoga. No more downward dogs, no more chaturangas. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go running. But then running in Bali is very difficult because there's a lot of dogs on the streets. Uh, and not that I'm afraid of the dogs, but and not even that I'm afraid that they're going to bite me. It's just, 
they're everywhere and it's kind of difficult you kind of oops, they're kind of slaloming and um and also the traffic and you gotta go like early in the morning at like 5 30 so that it doesn't get too hot it's just not ideal so that's i started going to the gym in bali a lot actually almost every day and also swimming love swimming but then there was the rainy season in bali and then oh man it's just been a challenge but i don't use anything like that as an excuse you know i could be like you've got, got an injury come to yoga or oh, it's raining, can't go to the pool, or I oh, can't go running because there's dogs. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna adjust. Even though I've never been a, a gym kind of girl, lifting weights and stuff and being on the treadmill, it's not my dream way to exercise my body. But you know what? I just, I need to exercise and I do it five, six times a week. I usually take one day, one rest day, sometimes two days, depending. I mean, obviously, because I travel a lot, but even that, I don't wanna use traveling or whatever it is as an excuse to not go out and move my body every day right now i'm very i don't want to say disciplined it's i mean yeah of course you get to sort of get into the habit of building your discipline muscle you know but um it's really about it's my priority um and so right now i'm i meditate one hour in the morning i do the dr joe dispenza guided meditations as of january 1st today is january 27th I've been doing one hour meditations every morning now. It's amazing. It's definitely one of the reasons why I feel so good these days. Um, and also the second thing is I exercise um, basically every day for at least an hour, hour and a half. And those two in combination, I eat super healthy. I've been cleaning out my gut because I, I was having issues badly, guys, last year especially. Um, finally, I found someone that knows her shit. And uh, I am fixing my gut as we speak in terms of um, a pretty restricted diet and also a lot of natural supplements, but I feel so much better. I got so much more energy. So if you're struggling with energy or also depression or all sorts of bloating stuff or whatnot, um, I'm not afraid to talk about uncomfortable gut stuff. Um, but if you do struggle with that, then uh, you're more than welcome to get in touch and I can get you in touch with someone that I know who does Skype sessions and she's really amazing actually. Um, cool. What else do we got? What are my favorite podcasts? Man, so many. Um, all right. Let me ground down for a second. Okay. There's a few that I'm listening to a lot right now. So it, it sort of, uh, fluctuates a bit, you know, for a while I listened to, you know, these two podcasts a lot. And then, you know, for another while, I listen to some other podcasts a lot. Right now, um, I listen to this guy. He's called Adam Roa. Uh, it's called The Deep Dive. Really cool dude. I don't know. I, I kind of I like how his brain works and the stuff he talks about. He does solo episodes and also interviews with interesting people. So go and check him out. Um, the Altucher, James Altucher. He's cool. He does a lot of cool interviews. And I also like how he, the questions he asks and yeah he's cool i don't know he's got he's he's quirky and and um he's a funny guy and then on and off i listen to the tim ferris podcast sometimes when he's got interesting guests on or the rich roll podcast i like rich roll he's awesome also there's really great interviews with people um oh uh, one that i discovered recently is uh he's called aubrey marcus um, and he does, he's, he's very much in the like, um, medicine plant and psychedelic sort of sphere. And he's he has a lot of experience doing ayahuasca. 
And so he shares a lot about that on his podcast, but it's not just about that. It's he does all sorts of interviews, but also solo episodes. And he's just a really awesome switched on guy who has experienced a lot of stuff. So Aubrey Marcus is cool as well. And then off oh, the future thinkers podcast. And there's a few episodes on there, man, it's mind blowing, really cool. So I hope that helps. Um, do I have a morning? Do I, can I just say how much I'm enjoying this right now with you guys? Um, you guys are asking really cool questions. Um, uh, I, I really hope I get to respond to um, all of them or um, as many as possible. And I just also really want to express just how grateful I am that um, you guys are here and you guys are, are watching this live right now. And um, I appreciate you all and just uh, just feeling a lot of love in my heart right now um, doing this this YouTube live because I didn't expect so many people to show up and uh, be so engaged. And yeah, you guys are awesome. All right. So do I have a morning or evening routine? The the Lulas is asking. Um, I think they're super important. Uh, I do have I, like I talked about a little bit earlier um, here in this live, I do have a pretty set morning routine with my meditation. I do oil pulling with coconut oil for about 10, 15, 20 minutes while I'm reading on my Kindle or something or replying to comments. I then do, I usually wake up depending, like when I'm in Bali, I usually wake up maybe around six or 5.30 and then usually I get up at like 6.30 or seven or, you know, whatever. And then here right now it's a bit later cause I go to bed later. Um, so I get up maybe at seven or eight. Well, it's not that much later, but probably more, more towards eight. <laughs> but I like getting up early with the sunrise and here the sunrise doesn't happen until like eight. So that kind of sucks. Um, but generally I like getting up early and uh, that's something that's only started to develop recently or not recently, but maybe in the last couple of years or so. Maybe it's also because I'm getting old. I don't know. But generally, I find morning routine is super important. It sets the stage for the rest of the day. It, um, it's the time for me to really focus on myself for self-care um, on my health and, uh, to exercise, move my body. Um, I, uh, yeah, do the oil pulling. Then I have my ginger tea after I do the oil pulling ginger tea, fresh ginger, or sometimes also lemon tea. And then I, yeah. And then I go either to yoga or to the gym or I go swimming or maybe surfing. So it's either one of those. And, uh, eventually later in the morning, so that might be around 11 or 12 or one, depending what time I get up, I would have my first meal. Cause I do intermittent fasting usually for about 16 hours or 18 hours every day. I don't eat. Um, and then usually there's a time window of six to eight hours where I have two meals and maybe a couple of snacks in between, but not really. Uh, mostly it's just two meals, lunch and dinner. And, um, that really, it works well for me. I have a lot of energy and, um, intermittent fasting. I, I trust in the benefits and, uh, for me it's working out, but, um, obviously you got to try for yourself and then evening routine. Um, I mean, I, one thing I don't do anymore is no phone in bed. If I have the chance, I put my phone in, um, in a different room to charge overnight. It's always on airplane mode when I go to sleep. Um, and I don't want it to be the first thing that I turn on um, in the morning and, and scroll through all sorts of social media feeds. I don't want my brain to be uh, 
sort of occupied by by my phone and social media when I wake up. Uh, I first want to do my meditation and some other things, and then eventually I turn on my phone. And that has been a real game changer, really, because I'm way more grounded and present with myself and, and what I'm doing. Uh, so no phone in bed. Um, so... And then what I usually, yeah. And then I always read before I go to sleep. I always read. This is, I can't go to sleep without reading a few pages. <laughs> and then, and then I go to sleep and then, um, I'm a really good sleeper. I go to, I fall asleep within like seconds. <laughs> it's like, boom. And then I'm, I'm, I'm out. And then I usually sleep between, I don't know, seven or eight hours. Usually that's all I need. Uh, What's your favorite tea? Um, right now, I'm not really drinking coffee much because of my um, because I'm repairing my gut and coffee is not good for that. So I try to not have coffee. And um, when I do, maybe just a, a weak coffee. Um, so I'm drinking a lot of tea these days and it's mostly green tea. Green tea and uh, rooibos, really like rooibos and ginger tea, fresh ginger tea and peppermint tea like that too. Mm -hmm. um, oh, red berry backpack red berries backpack is asking which country have you not visited yet but you really want to go and check it out um country so japan have not been to japan and i kind of really want to go i just I don't really want to go on my own. So I'm kind of still waiting for a friend or so to raise their hand. So Japan is definitely a place I really want to go to. Um, I also really want to check out the South Pacific, some of the islands there like Fiji and, and all these other beautiful um, islands down there, just pure paradise. Uh, and then there's one place I really, really, really want to go to. And it's not a country, um, but uh, it's a little bit far away. It's Hawaii. And um, have never been to Hawaii, and it, I just, I really, really, really want to go. So I want to combine Japan and Hawaii, because uh, either way, from, you know, uh, going from um, North America to Bali or back, you know, because it's kind of there. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But um, someone's asking about freelancing. Uh, as a copywriter, um, and um, she's asking whether I would recommend going through agencies to find work or with her own website, because um, she's wondering how she can find her first client. Um, we have really diverse questions tonight. I like it. So uh, to, in a nutshell, I would recommend, I mean, there's um, Upwork out there and all these like online websites where you can offer your services and um, find people to work with and i personally i sometimes work with people from upwork and sometimes i ask around in my circle to for you know freelancers or whatever um because i like i'd rather have work with someone that was recommended to me through a friend um or someone that i know than um, going through the process at upwork but i have actually had really good experiences working with people um from upwork um and I generally would recommend to always have your own website with uh, your where it lists all your services and to um, really dive into your branding and your message and your value and what you can really offer um, other people or other businesses and definitely have your own website. Definitely have some sort of business cards or what I have now. Wait a second. I'll show you. 
Olivia hard out stickers and I also use them as basically like a little business card because I got my details on the back with like my email and my YouTube and my Instagram and all that and uh, but they're stickers I think they're like the new business cards so anyway um, and yeah definitely have your own platform and then I believe it's a lot about um, word of mouth so I would just tell everybody in your network, let it be friends, family, acquaintances, whatever, all over the place, that this is what you're doing now. Uh, you do copywriting and um, you are available for jobs. And um, so definitely do that route. And then it doesn't it doesn't hurt to also take the, the other path um, simultaneously, let it be on Upwork or any of the other websites. Um, so that's probably what I would do. But for me personally, when I started out back then in 2012, God, it feels ages ago, unbelievable, as a freelancer, um, for the most part, and this is really what I did, I got business cards, I built my own website, I figured out what am I offering, what's the value that I can uh, provide for other people, and then I would just tell everybody, I, that's just what I did. <laughs> everybody, all my friends that I met, uh, everybody else that I met, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm a freelancer and I do this, this and that. Do you need any services? Do you maybe have friends that need them? Um, and then, you know, you start your portfolio by first maybe doing a few jobs, maybe for free or for very cheap. And that's how you build your portfolio because you need to kind of show what you do and that you're good at what you do. And then eventually you raise your prices and that's how it goes. And um you usually, you know, when you're good, people, would, they love to recommend good people. <laughs> so, and most of the freelancers that I know, um, most of them, they work through word of mouth. Um, so, and I share the people that I work with and like any of the freelancers, let it be a web designer or, you know, anybody, an editor or something. I, if, if they're cool, then I share them with everybody. If I think, or if they say they need work or they need recommendations, then I'm super happy to share um, their contacts. Um, when did you first work with a therapist or life coach as Alopex is asking, I started working with coaches, uh, life coaches in 2014, I believe. Yeah. And I've since worked with quite a few life coaches, uh, probably maybe five or six different ones in different capacities with some of them. I've, I would only have a few sessions and with some of them, I would go on for six months or even longer. Um, the past two years, I've been working with a life coach and she's also a therapist, um, a counselor. So that was pretty awesome uh, because she was drawing from sort of both fields while she was working with me. Um, and that has been absolutely amazing and game changing. And generally working with life coaches has been amazing. Um, I can recommend it to anybody. Um, classical therapy, um, I've done i've worked with therapists uh, several times actually um i think the first time maybe when i was you know 17 or 18 when my parents got divorced and then again in my 20s and then again and it just never really resonated with me at least the therapist that i was working with and then uh, eventually i uh had my last i tried one last time working with a therapist and this was i believe maybe in 2013 or 2012 in um in berlin and one of the biggest issues that I had with that was because uh, she only worked face to face, you know, she didn't do Skype sessions. And I didn't know at the time that there's life coaching out there. I had no idea what that even was, never heard of it. 
And so, and I didn't know that there were people out there doing, you know, that kind of work um, and these sessions online. And because I was already a digital nomad, I felt really stuck because I didn't want to really live in Berlin and I didn't want to have to go to someone's office every uh, week to uh, have a, a session with them. And um, eventually I quit that, not because of that, actually. It was because I think she stood me up once and that triggered me really hard. Uh, and so, and then there was, a, I mean, I just, it just didn't work out with us. She just totally didn't get me. I didn't feel challenged. I didn't feel like we were getting anywhere. It was super slow. Um, I need, I need stimulation. My brain works quite fast. So if you're just sitting there and kind of, you know, like just ask, like not even asking me a whole lot of questions. I just, I was super bored. But anyway, so that was the last time I did therapy. And then about a year or so later, or six months later, I discovered life coaching. And then I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> this is way more awesome than therapy. Um, and now, but I'm not discrediting therapy, obviously. It's just that my experience has been good. I think therapy definitely has its place. I think it can be very powerful. Um, I do believe in, the, in uh, working our shit out, our childhood stuff and working out old traumas. Um, life coaches are more in the present and in the future. Therapists are more in the past. I believe a combination is great. And obviously in my case, because I found someone that was a life coach and a therapist at the same time, that was pretty awesome. So, yeah. How do I record my podcast, the interviews, and do do you edit your podcast? Anna is asking. Uh, I record. So I've got, I bought this microphone. Um, I did a lot of research and then I found this microphone. This is T, it's called the T-Bone. It wasn't very expensive, maybe 40 bucks or something, bought it uh, online. And, uh, but there's, you know, you just go online and you just Google like what are the best podcast microphones and eventually uh, you find out. And then I watched a few YouTube videos, uh, comparisons and yeah, got all, uh, got all geeky and nerdy about it. And then I just plug it in into my laptop and that's how I record the podcast. I, if I do, when I do interviews, I have another interview. Uh, brain, brain. I have another uh, microphone. It's actually, it's a Zoom, um, what is it? H4N. It's a pretty advanced sort of recording device. And, but there's also cheaper versions of it and more simpler versions like the H2N or H1N or something. But the one I have, you can plug in all sorts of microphones. So I would use that. Um, like for example, also here I have a lavalier going on right now because I'm also recording uh, sound on my phone at the moment um, because I think it might be better if I then use that maybe for the podcast. That, that's what I was thinking. Um, and I've got this plugged into my phone so you can record um, someone talking also through your phone and then you can sync the the audio. Obviously, you got to edit a little bit. I edit the podcast in uh, GarageBand, I believe it's called, on um, my Mac. But you can also use Audacity. I think it's also a free program. Um, Dr. Sabine is asking, I work as a freelancer for a certain branch. I don't, I did in the beginning for like a year, year and a half, I was working as a freelancer in 2012. I haven't done any client work in, a, in years. I, I'm, for me, freelancing was a great way to get started as a digital nomad uh, and starting an online business. But I always knew that I'm not born to be a freelancer. I'm not born to work with clients. I need my freedom. I want to do my own thing. And so Planet Backpack, my my travel blog, it took off really quickly. And I started Block Camp back then uh, with a business partner. And so, yeah, I just got rid of all the clients pretty quickly. Um, I want to work on basically my own terms and I uh, don't want to 
I mean, like I said, it's a great way to get started, but I, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, that's just who I am down at the bottom of the, of my soul. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a creator. I want to create stuff and I have a message. I want to work on my own dream or like share my message and share this dream that I have rather than working for other people's dreams, so to speak. Cause I, you know, eventually I realized that being a freelancer really is kind of like, I'm still employed. I'm just not really, but I'm still working for other people. And that didn't sit well with me because I need a lot of freedom. Um, and you got to start somewhere. That's the thing, you're right. I mean, because you're just saying, you know, we're always beginners in one way or another. Um, I started everything at zero, you know, on Instagram was zero, on YouTube was zero, zero blog readers, zero Facebook fans, uh, zero clients, zero everything. Um, and then I just, man, I mean, the drive to make it happen, to build my own online business, the drive to become look anywhere drive was so big for me. Um, and I got so passionate about wanting to reach that goal of living that freedom that I just did everything in my power. I mean, I used every single minute of every single day to work on that dream. I didn't use, I'm not, that's the thing. And you probably maybe realize this about me by now, but I don't use excuses not to achieve something. I'm not going to let anything hold me back. And that's, and that's just, I don't know why that is. It just, I just have a really strong will. Like I'm not here to fuck around. I'm not here to live my life half-assed. I'm not, I'm not here to just to have goals and never actually make them happen. I, I, yeah, that's why I live your heart out people. Like, um, I want to have, my soul needs to be on fire and, uh, because, that's how I feel alive. And when I feel alive, that's when I'm in my power and that's when I'm at my best. And that's when I can help people and inspire people the most and, and create the best stuff and, and, um, and eventually just change the world, yo. <laughs> okay. What else? Um, wow. <laughs> okay. Next questions. Um, do I enjoy reading literature? If so, which authors, what genres? Um, I used to, yes, but these days, and to be fair, I, I kind of, I want to get back into reading more nonfiction, uh, no, reading more fiction, uh, like real literature, as you call it. Um, that's not personal development or business or whatever, you know, but the problem is that I, I love learning so much. I love learning. I love growing. And I love then implementing the stuff that I learn. And so that's why I love reading and consuming content that's um, where I can learn stuff. Um, however, I also believe it's very important to read fiction stuff or to sometimes just watch Netflix and just, and just that to not always watch a documentary, but to sometimes I think it's okay to just kind of tune, tune that radio station off that's analytical and uh, always wanting to learn and to just kind of, you know, soak up the orange is the new black or the, I don't even know how all these show, shows are called these days. I barely watch any of them, but I, I, I wish I'd, I'd created more time for um, fiction and uh, <laughs> Netflix shows. Um, how long did it take me to take the, to make the decision to travel and work as a digital nomad and leave your possessions behind you? See, the thing is, um, I've basically always been a nomad and a gypsy since I was, uh, 15. I left home when I was 15. I went to live with a family, with a host family in the States. I went to high school there. I then went to school in England for two years. Then 
I lived in Spain for a bit, then uh, and then I went to university in Austria uh, for a few years. But in between, I was traveling all the time, and then I went to university again in the states. So I've been, you know, by the time by the time I was in my mid twenties, I've been spending more uh, most of my time abroad, and I haven't really lived in Germany since I was a teenager. I, I did spend a year, year and a half or so in Berlin, on and off, um, maybe in two thousand and twelve, two thousand thirteen. Or so, man. I'm getting confused with all the years and dates and stuff. But uh, but yeah. So I um did do, well, where was I? Oh yeah, being a gypsy. So my life has been very nomadic since I was uh, very young, and I've always just living in other places and traveling has always been my thing. And so I never actually accumulated a whole lot of stuff. I'm never. I, I'm. I was never into stuff. The only thing I was always into was technology. I always loved cameras and I always loved like laptops and computers ever since I can think. I was probably one of the very first ever in my class, in my school to have a computer back then, you know, like an Amiga 500 or something. Um, I was super nerdy. I was in the computer club here in the small little town in Bavaria when I was probably not even 10 years old. I was like nine years old. I loved it. I lo always loved cameras. Uh, I used to develop my own um, photos down in the basement here. Um, I yeah, so that was me. And anyway, uh, go, coming back to my possessions, never really owned that much, so it wasn't really hard. And then in 2011, uh, I actually I was living in uh, Indonesia, 2010, and working as a scuba dive instructor, and I was traveling the world and. Um, and uh, soon after that, I actually cut all my belongings down to 100 things. And um, I remember I wrote about it. And uh, I actually had like a TV station and a newspaper come over to my apartment um, and uh, do a story on me, the girl that owns 100 things or something like that. And I've always been really into minimalism. I'm, I don't enjoy owning many things. I really don't. Uh, for many years, I was just traveling with hand luggage, with carry-on stuff. Um, it, it was everything I needed. I just, it just, I felt so free, and I still feel really free, obviously. But now, the only reason that I haven't been traveling with carry-on so much is because I have so much camera equipment, and uh, like a drone and several cameras, and now I've got podcasting equipment. So um, that has been a bit of a challenge to size down. So you got to make compromises, I guess. Um, violin inspiration. Just got a question about SEO. Do you recommend adding YouTube videos on your website without written content or not embedding them at all? Um, I would always um, add some text to um, if you do a blog post about your YouTube video, at least have a few hundred words because otherwise they're not going to rank at all. Google doesn't like just a video in a blog post. It doesn't mean anything to Google because it can't actually read the video. Um, what I do is uh, you can go to liveyourheartout.co and slash blog. And uh, some of the videos that I make on YouTube, I also then publish as a blog post, but I get them transcribed. So I, there's a service called ref.com, rev.com. And uh, it's, I think it's for English videos anyway, it's a, a dollar a minute. But I also know, I think they must do, maybe they do German now, but I think there's probably other services doing uh, German transcriptions. And so I just get the, the text and the captions, and then I, um, I include that transcription into my blog post and uh, just kind of make it look a bit nicer. And um, then Google can actually read that. So I hope that makes sense. Um, very technical. 
And then someone says, I think I have IBS symptoms and lots of digestion issues. I've been vegan for three years and been eating quite clean, but it doesn't seem to get better since you just mentioned it. Any advice? I do have some advice because I love talking about gut issues and digestion. <laughs> it's like the most unsexy topic to talk about probably in the world or on live. But, um, you know, the thing is our gut health is so super important. Um, because our gut is responsible for our immune system and for our mental and emotional health up here. A lot of depression, a lot of people that are antidepressants, they should rather go and sort out their gut than take antidepressants. Um, a lot of times depression starts in the gut. If your gut is not healthy, um, then in most cases you also have skin issues. You might have immune system issues. You might be depressed. I mean, there's, it's all connected guys. It's all connected. And so with IBS, um, a lot of doctors, they wrongly actually diagnose, uh, in many cases, I'm not saying at all, in many cases as IBS or leaky gut or something. And then it's just like, well, you just kind of got to live with it. And what it actually is probably in many cases, uh, from my research and from what I've learned in the past six months and sorting out my gut, because I was diagnosed with IBS and leaky gut and doctors didn't really know what and, and food intolerances, and I've been eating healthy and all that sort of stuff. It can be SIBO, S-I-B-O, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Go and Google it. Um, and that's totally healable. I'm healing it right now. I'm feeling one, five, one million percent better than I did two months ago or three months ago. And I was suffering really hard and I couldn't understand why I was suffering so hard. Um, so it's really that there's bacteria. They should be in the small intestine. They end up being in the large intestine. Uh, nope. The other way around. They should be in the large intestine and they end up in the small intestine. And um, it's a certain kind of bacteria. And you basically have to starve them with a certain diet, an anti-inflammatory diet. And you have to take natural supplements that help starving them. And so that's what I've been doing. And um, it's called SIBO, S-I-B-O, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Super sexy word. I'm just, make, I'm just making it sexy now, talking about gut and digestion <laughs> and bloating and stuff like that. Because so many people have issues and in that department. So many people do, but we don't like talking about it because it's so embarrassing, right? And yet it's like the most important thing is our digestion and sex. Like we don't really talk about sex much either, but it's like we all do it, you know? We all have sex. I mean, not right now, but, you know, we all kind of do. And uh, the same thing is for our gut. We all go to the bathroom every day. And when it's not working out properly, then there's it's an issue. So, um, so anyway, I hope that helps. Um, and like I said, you can contact me and I can maybe get you in touch with someone that uh, can help you out. Mm. What do we have? <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. You guys are so beautiful. And there's still like almost 40 people on here. That's amazing. What's my number one tip for inner fulfillment? Fabio's asking. <sighs> Beautiful question, actually. I believe that that that's what I found out for myself um, because I've been on this journey, on this inner journey, on my path to figuring my shit out, to find fulfillment, uh, to heal my 
I don't know, my childhood stuff and to really get to a place where I'm just happy and where I can have healthy romantic relationships and all of that. And I've struggled with a lot of depression and I have asked myself the question, what's the purpose of life? What's the meaning of life? How can I finally be happy and fulfilled? I've asked myself these questions five trillion times. All right. So um, and one way that I've found out for myself that um, where I find real fulfillment, one that doesn't come from out there, from a partner or from drugs or from work or from whatever, you know, there's so many ways we distract ourselves, which was actually uh, a podcast episode that I recorded yesterday. I'm going to publish that tomorrow. Anyway, so here it is. To be fulfilled, I believe uh, we need to grow grow as humans, as souls, as yogis, as business people, as a partner, whatever it is. So it's growth, right? I want to grow. I want to evolve. I want to, I want to evolve. I want to expand. Right. And, uh, and then the next thing is through that growth, I then want to contribute. I want to help people. I want to provide value. I want to inspire people. Um, I want to contribute to other people's lives. I want to contribute, um, to this planet in one way or another. And so these in combination for me every day i ask myself how can i grow today and in which way can i contribute and when i do these two things everything's within my power it's not out there i'm not making my happiness and my fulfillment dependent on other people you know um, or on other things or on money or whatever it's like how can i grow is there something that I can read? Is there something that I can, you know, like right now I'm growing right now because I'm expanding right now because I'm doing a YouTube live for the very first time. And, you know, I was a little nervous in the beginning um, and now I just really love it. But that's growing when you do new things, you know. And then the second thing is contributing. Yeah. So how can I contribute? Um, and so usually this in my case is what can I create today that might help other people? Is there something awesome I can share as a blog post, as a video, as you know, whatever. Um, and so the, the more I tap into these questions every day and generally maybe in, in a bigger picture as well. Um, and that's why I find it so important to tap into what is my calling and to actually go out and live that calling and to make the effort to finding out what that calling is. Um, I think it's so, so important because I don't think we're just here just because I, I think we all of us have a reason why we're here on this planet and everybody can figure out what their purpose is and what their calling is. Um, and I want to help people do that more. And that's why I am in the moment um, working on a program, some sort of, I don't know exactly what form or shape it's going to take, some sort of a program, like an online course with a live segment, like a live call segment or like a, maybe a group coaching program or I don't know yet. But uh, I want to launch that in... Um, in March. And uh, because I feel like so many people are not in touch with their calling and they don't live it. And they, so many of us have a lot of limiting beliefs around that, you know, and they think, oh, I'm not interested in anything. I don't have any passions or I do have passions, but I'm not going to be able to make money with that and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, so that's how I believe we can find fulfillment. And in the end, the answers are all within us, all that fulfillment, all of that. Um, Whatever it is, it's all within us. It's never out there. And to go down deeper and deeper and deeper inside of ourselves to figure that out, what it is that, that, that really fulfills up from deep, you know, from that deep place. It's not, I find happiness is a very superficial sort of thing. You know, it's like, oh, I'm happy. Yay. And that lasts for like maybe a few minutes, maybe a couple of days. But fulfillment, that's a way more profound feeling, you know.
one that's actually longer lasting. I can have a shitty day, but still feel fulfilled. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas happiness is like comes and goes, you know? So. What, what do I like watching on YouTube? Ooh. I still kind of like watching Casey Neistat, actually. I don't watch him as much as I used to, but I still think he's a really cool guy. Huh, what else do I like watching on YouTube these days? Oh, people, you gotta, you gotta promise me to go and check him out, all right? Because he's my man. I love this man. <laughs> I really do. And I'm gay, all right? But I really, really love this man from the heart. Um, his name is Kyle Sees. And he is a beautiful human being and he shares his heart out loud on YouTube. And you go and check him out, Kyle, K-Y-L-E, Cease, C-E-A-S-E. And he's going like on his playlist and he's got a, a couple of playlists. I think he did like one year self-connection experiment and I don't know. And then like another 365 days of reflections or something like that. But like to watch his stuff, he's amazing. I love that man. I He inspires me so hard to share myself online and to tap into my heart and to keep reconnecting to myself. And he's awesome. Kyle sees you. Mm, do I like Gabby Dunn? I do. I think she's awesome. I don't agree with everything she says or believes in, but I think she's cool. Um, am I going to be at the DNX in Berlin in the summer? It's, uh, for those that don't know, it's the huge digital nomad conference in Berlin. It's every year I spoke, whoa, I spoke there last year, but I've spoken there, I think four times or five times ever since we started in 2000 and I don't know, 14, 13. Uh, so I've been with Marcus and Philly from the very beginning. I started, I, I started, yeah, back then when, when we started out, I helped them get it off the ground and everything. Um, I won't, I don't think I'll be there this year, but I'll be at the one in Lisbon, yo. I think that's in September or October. So I'll be, I'll be speaking at the DNX in Portugal, um, in September. So you should totally come and hang because I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm really excited about it already. So, and I like Lisbon. Lisbon's cool. Um, someone's asking if I ever had my credit card stolen, uh, <laughs> on my travels and what would I do in a situation like that? Actually, no, never happened. I've never got anything stolen. I've never been robbed. Um, I've never had anything shitty happen to me. And I've traveled so much, right? It's, I don't know what it is. I just don't radiate these vibes to attract people that like to harm me. Um, so that never happened. One thing that happened though, was that an ATM machine kind of sucked my credit card and wouldn't give it back. And um, I always have... I don't know, three credit cards and probably three debit cards or whatnot. Um, I have a lot of backups. So I make sure that uh, I'm all sorted. Um, I have several bank accounts all over the place in different countries. I don't leave that shit up to luck or anything, you know? Um, and then also if it did have, I mean, what, what are you going to do? If everything got stolen today, you know, and I was in Nicaragua, what would I do? I would call my mom and ask her to use Western Union and I would go to the next Western Union office and take some money out. And, um, you know, you just take it step by step. It's not the end of the world. Or I would find someone who um, I can PayPal some money to because I can always access my PayPal online. And then that's an immediate transfer. And then uh, they would give me the cash, you know, so that could work. 
And you can usually get your credit card sent all around the world. Um, so I'd have them sent to my mom here and then my mom would send it, you know, express to wherever. I've had stuff sent to me all over the place, important documents and credit card stuff. Um, Lars is going to stay with uh, Nomad Live in Nicaragua. Um, yeah, I stayed there last year. I believe it was maybe April or so for a month. Um, it was fun. It was cool. It's a beautiful location. Um, I was there in low season. I don't know if it's low season now. Maybe it is. Uh, but anyway, it was fun. I found the crowd a bit young, um, but also they had just started out. So they were quite new. They were still kind of trying to figure stuff out. Um, but, uh, all over, I mean, the house is, house is cool. Like the view is amazing. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Mm. Someone's asking about Los Angeles and not being able to, uh, go out in the streets at night and stuff. Um, I found LA to be pretty safe, uh, in the areas that I hang out. And when I'm there, I hang out in Venice or in uh, Venice beach, uh, or in like salt lake or those kind of areas. And they're safe, you know, um, I wouldn't, there's some areas maybe in downtown or whatever, where I probably wouldn't want to hang out by myself at night, but all over I've, I've felt pretty safe in LA to be honest, um, in the areas that I spend my time. Um, and I actually really love LA. I love Southern California. Um, I kind of want to um, find a beautiful woman, the love of my life, um, that's hopefully American. And then I want to marry her. And then I want to live in Southern California. Just putting that out there to the universe. <laughs> uh, it, it's allowed to dream out loud. I'm not, it's not even dreaming. Like I'm manifesting that. It's happening. It's already happened. It just needs to, you know, obviously appear in my life, <laughs> in real life. Um, do I have time for sex? I do have time for masturbation. I believe masturbation is important and we need to all masturbate more, even if we are in a relationship, you know, it's super important. Um, have I ever thought about walking barefoot or in minimalist barefoot shoes? Um, no, I do walk a lot. I, I walk barefoot a lot in Bali actually. Um, or I mean, I have my flip-flops, but generally I like to walk barefoot to the beach and do a lot of things barefoot. Um, and I love living in the tropics for that reason, because I can just be barefoot all day long. And then, um, just one Kayla. Hey, yo, <laughs> I love seeing you all over my channels. You're, uh, you're really awesome. Thanks for, uh, commenting so much in your messages and everything and the feedback to my, um, the art of vulnerability course, uh, the beautiful comments. So thank you so much for, for your loyalty and your support. Um, I think you're really rad and you should totally go and get that $20 course. Um, I just bought it for a friend actually to help her out cause she's going through a really hard time. Um, and uh, Tina, yeah, she was at my uh, retreat in Sri Lanka that I ran in November last year. She's really awesome too. How is Boulder? Let me know. Send me send me a message on uh, WhatsApp or something. Let me know how Boulder is going because I might swing by Boulder maybe sometime soon. But I'm off to Ecuador on Tuesday. I'll be doing a ayahuasca retreat um, for 10 days there. I'm going to be living with a shaman and his family. It's a little town by the ocean, actually. It's not in the jungle. Um, but I'll be living with him and I'll be doing three ayahuasca ceremonies in those 10 days. So that will be quite interesting. Stay tuned for all the downloads and transmissions that I'm going to get. Um, and, uh, someone's talking about, 
Does everybody need a car in LA? Um, not as much anymore. I mean, yes, it's a very car heavy city for sure. And things are a little bit easier when you do have a car. I don't think it's necessary that you can use Uber or Lyft or whatever, all of these apps, uh, they're pretty efficient in LA. Also like when you live in Venice beach, actually you can ride a bike or a skateboard, um, totally doable. Um, and then complement that with Uber or Lyft. Um, Silver Lake, I feel like the same thing. You can actually walk around a lot. Um, so it's totally doable without. And um, one question about uh, the sustainability and, um, you know, when being a traveler who travels a lot and flies a lot and wanting to be kind of more in touch with the environmental effects that it has. And, you know, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It's definitely something that I struggle with myself to kind of find a way where I feel good about it. Um, there's def several things that I feel like kind of balance it out. Um, and I don't fly nearly as much as many other people out there, but obviously I fly more than the average person. Yes. Um, but for, I mean, for one, I live vegan. I believe one of the craziest effects on the environment is eating meat. Um, so that's huge. So being vegan, I've always been a vegetarian my entire life, never eaten meat, never eaten fish, none of that. I've been vegan for three years. Um, and so I kind of make a positive contribution through that. I don't own a car. I do ride a scooter in Bali. Um, but generally I've never, I've owned a car once for like a year or so. And I sometimes rent cars in some destinations. Yes. But like for, I just, yeah, I don't drive cars. I generally don't overconsume. I'm a minimalist. So I generally don't contribute to overconsumption and you know that sort of thing so there's different ways but yeah you're totally right um there uh, i kind of struggle with that too sometimes um that feeling of shit how can i be a perfect human and not have any effect on the environment um and then someone's asking uh, how do i oh gabby <laughs> how do you feel these days what can we do for you you're amazing <laughs> thank you so much what a beautiful question um wow um Ah, so I'm actually doing really well right now. Um, I know I, um, for a while was posting some videos about depression and all this, but right now as of January 1st, actually, I don't know what happened. I had this huge shift happening and I've just been doing super well since then, but it also mostly has to do, like I mentioned earlier in this live, I've been meditating every day for one hour in the morning, right after I wake up. Um, since January 1st, I work and ex uh, I exercise a lot and have done so for months. Um, but uh, those two things in combination. Also, I'm not in Bali right now. So that's also kind of helping because Bali for me energetically, it's quite heavy and intense. Um, and so and I went to the Dr. Joe Dispenza retreat a couple of weeks ago. So that really also kickstarted um, a lot of awesomeness and uh, beautiful energies inside of me. So, so that's great. And I have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So thanks for asking though. You're, you guys are amazing. I love you all a lot. I really, really do. Um, all right. Slowly coming to the end. Um, would I jump with a parachute? Nope. That's the, I don't, I don't, I'm never, never say never, but at this point I am, I, I'd rather do yoga, you know, <laughs> or do ayahuasca. Um, uh, do I have interest for wildlife photography? Yeah, I'm more nature. I like I like nature photography actually the most, to be honest. What advice would I give my younger self? Um, pa, a lot of things. I would give my younger, like my 18 year old self or 16 year old self, I'd be like, I would tell her to just be true to herself and um, stand up for 
her sexuality. I would tell myself to just have my coming out and to just tell all the girls that I was into and had crushes on and tell them about my feelings. That was probably the number one thing that um, I suffered from for a very long time, being in, having been in the closet from, you know, when I was a very young teenager until I was 26 or so. And uh, it was very difficult for me. And so I really, really wish still sometimes that I had come out earlier and that I would have um, embraced myself um, and who I was um, fully. Um, but I felt really ashamed, you know, for feeling the way I did um, and for loving women and all of that. And I, I didn't have anyone to talk to about that. And so, yeah, God, I wish I'd had my coming out much earlier. Um, and I would have started treating my body better. I, I would tell my younger self to treat my body better and to exercise and to just eat healthier and to uh, drink less alcohol and take less drugs because that's what I did a lot in my, especially my teenage years and my early to mid twenties. Yeah, but you know, we live and we learn. I needed all of these. Oops, sorry. I needed all of these experiences. <laughs> I needed all of these experiences in my life, all of them, my light coming out and all the partying and all the drugs and all of that and all the heartbreak and whatnot. I needed all of that to arrive um, where I am today, being the Connie that I am today. And um, all these little bits and pieces, let them be awesome or let them be really painful and challenging and horrible and whatnot. Um, they all are part of me today. And there's no regrets. There's no, um, I don't want to live a life of, I wish I had or oh, why didn't I? Or, you know, I don't like, I don't want to live a life of regrets. And I hope you guys don't either. That's why I really want to inspire everybody to live their truth and to really, like, to really follow their passions and their callings and to not ignore that fire inside of you guys. Because it's so important to, to, to inquire within what really fulfills us and who we really are and to de-shame areas of our lives and to take our dreams and our desires and our needs and all of that, take that really seriously. Um, because I don't want you guys to, you know, lie on your de deathbed and be like, ah, oh, I regret I didn't do that. I wish I had done that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, cool. I think um, that's it. We've been, yeah, th this is a, a really beautiful time. I really enjoyed this. Uh, you guys made my first YouTube live experience super cool, super chill, and very easy. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back very soon with another um, YouTube live. Um, and in the meantime, I might do some maybe on Facebook or on Instagram. So definitely go and follow me over there. And uh, if I, if you guys have not signed up for my newsletter yet, it's actually not a newsletter. It's an email. It's an email to friends. And I send that out every week and I love doing it. It's like my inner circle. My, it's my, my special tribe. And um, I love sending out these emails. They are sometimes quite personal and more often, most often they're quite personal. Um, and um, it's like I sit down and I write these emails for a friend. And so if you want to sign up for that, go to liveyourheartout.co and just sign up wherever uh, any there's, you know, wherever there's a box and you can put your email address in, go and do that. <laughs> there might even one popping up in your face. <laughs> all right, guys, I love you all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Um, thank you. Bye. <laughs>